0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report Podcast. My name is Charlie Wallace. And I'm Adam Gobeski and true to my word I
1: have brought a special guest to the podcast and I'd like him to introduce
0: himself now, Joe Piscopo.
2: Hello. Uh,
0: well I have to say by far you're the most famous uh, guest we've ever had on the podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm quite new to the medium.
0: Can you do
1: some of your famous bits for us? Can you give uh, us some cruise tips?
2: <laughs> Let's see. Um, my memory fails me as of late about my uh, earlier work.
0: Just to get you a little bit familiar, cruise tips is a section of the show where we give tips to people who may not have been on cruises about, you know, how to eat and, you know, what to do during the day, like any, any sort of thing that you think would help folks out when they're on their first cruise. And if you could do it
1: in your trademark New Jersey accent, you're from New Jersey, right?
2: Yes, that that is correct. Um, it, you may not hear it in my voice now, but it, it's New Jersey through and through.
0: <laughs> it's very subtle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you listen closely.
1: So what cruise tips do you have for us, Joe?
2: I would advise um, make sure you bring a, a large purse or bag of some kind and uh, make sure to line it with some sort of food grade plastic. Um, so that you can take the most advantage of the buffet because they really <laughs> they really overcharge you on that and you might as well get your money's worth
0: now now is that so that during the day you don't have to go back to the buffet or is that taking food on the final day of the cruise home or both
2: it is it is both um you know I think it's great for bringing back to your room and having uh what I like to call a uh midnight slop pot. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everyone just grabs a spoon uh, or a spork <laughs> or whatever their preferred implement is, and just digs into the to the meat pile. So there's so there's no compartments. Um, I mean, you can, but I never really found it necessary.
1: <laughs> well, what about like your sauces, your condiments? Isn't that what the pockets are for?
2: If sauce, so- <laughs> yeah. If if sauces are your thing, you can use the the outer compartments. I prefer just one big compartment, and you pour your preferred condiment just. into the mix (laughs) 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 gotta
1: get it good and runny right
2: yeah yeah it it you know the viscosity varies on preference but
1: uh what's your uh, preference do you like a thicker kind of like a ketchup or a mayo consistency when you get your slot pot all together or do you looking for something a little more runny like maybe almost to like even a vinegar state
2: well usually i start with a thicker mayo i usually dump about about uh you know, about a a pint of ketchup and a pint of mayo, um, and then that usually ends up a little thick, so I just water it down so it can kind of separate into a, a heterogeneous uh, mixture.
1: Hmm. So is it just plain water? Like, is it anything fancy or?
2: Um, it's it's seawater. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah,
1: which uh, I understand is free. You can just uh, dip your your cup out the window.
2: Yeah, not as, not as easy to get on a cruise ship as you might think. I don't know. <laughs> just trying to get some seawater We're in the middle of the ocean.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would think that you would just, as you're coming onto the cruise, in your purse or bag or whatever, you bring like a cup and a long section of rope. You don't need to take that home with you. Yeah, so That's just something that you can fill up the bag with on the way. And just kind of drop that over the side.
2: That is actually a, a great technique. I would advise doing it in the nighttime so that... The attendants don't see you. <laughs> do they
0: have a problem with that?
2: <laughs> it's like it's like moving. You know, it's it's kind of like they don't let you bring seawater on, but you have to get your own own seawater. Hmm. You know, it's kind of like moving firewood because of that emerald ash borer and whatnot. They. Uh, oh yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, the, do they have that in New Jersey?
2: I don't know because our uh, our ash trees um, were. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, we <laughs> 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 not that exactly you what you expected to have to say when we start the podcast, was it?
1: <laughs>
0: no. If you were Joe no. Piscopo, what would you think about the Emerald Ashpoor? What do you
1: mean if you were Joe Piscopo? I brought you Joe Piscopo.
2: <laughs> yes, this is Joe Piscopo.
1: <laughs> You challenged make, me to deliver, and this is who I've brought. Make
2: no mistake.
0: I have no I, way to yeah, yeah. confirm nor deny that this is Joe Piscopo. <laughs> well, unless you want to do to him
1: what we once did to you and have him tell about himself on Wikipedia. All right. That's a great idea.
0: So, Why don't you give me a little bit of rundown about where you were born, what your parents were like. How old you are.
2: Well, I was born in uh, Passaic, uh, New Jersey. Um, in uh, I, I grew up in North Caldwell though, and attended West Essex High School, um, where I was a member of the drama club, the Maskers. Um, Are you reading the? Wicked where Church? I developed a so, reputation, you know, like because I I never played a part the way it was written. Um, that was you know, but I I graduated from high school in uh, in '69, and that's when I decided I'm going to Florida, going to Jones College, so. Um, that's kind of the, the rundown, you know, and that's where I got my degree in broadcast management. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and my, my mom wanted me to follow in my father's footsteps and become a lawyer, but I ultimately went into stand up comedy about the polar opposite there. <laughs> and, and that was when I became a cast member of some of you may know about the short lived sketch comedy series Madhouse Brigade. In uh, 1978.
0: So all this this uh, all this all seems to check out. I mean, good to have you on the show, Joe. <laughs> Here's the
1: thing: you were so fast with that that I couldn't tell if you just had the Wikipedia article already open and ready, or if you were making stuff up. That was so convincing to me that I just didn't know the difference.
2: Oh, I assure you that as as soon as you said Joe Piscopo. I Joe Piscopo googled Joe Piscopo
0: <laughs> as one does. <laughs> well, thank you for the cruise tip. I mean,
2: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I uh
1: I look forward to a good old-fashioned
2: Mediterranean slop pot. <laughs> yes, you know, with lots of uh mayo, ketchup and seawater.
0: <laughs> I think I'm going to compile these and and put them on the website. Just separate cruise tips. Right, you can you can print it out and Laminate it and take take it with you on a cruise.
2: Lamination is very important when going on a cruise.
0: <laughs> Just with all the sauces and
2: such, you know. Mm-hmm, Who yeah. It's mostly the sauces.
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, also joining us today is Doug Gobeski. Hi, Doug.
2: Hey, Charlie.
0: You mean Steve Martin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was yes. born a black child.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's about all the time Doug cats, But he did bring along <laughs> his good friend. Comedian
1: Steve Martin. I just want to interrupt briefly and read some quick texts to and from Charlie. This is from four days ago. I sent Charlie the uh, the podcast idea, Piscopo Cruise Tips, to which Charlie responded, if you can do a suitable Joe Piscopo impression, I'll agree to it. Otherwise, to which I responded, what? I can't just fail at it and that's the bit? And then Charlie <laughs> said, changed my mind. Go for it. <laughs>
0: And yet, no impression from you. <laughs> no attempt.
1: Hey, this is Joe Piscopo, and I'm here to give you some cruise tips about slot pots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've delivered on your promise.
1: <laughs> all right, in all seriousness, we do not have Joe Piscopo. We have Paul Wilcox.
2: Yes, yes, this is, this is Paul.
1: Making his second appearance on the on the Gobesky Wallace report.
2: It is good to be back.
1: It's good to have you back. So Paul, can I ask you a question? Sure. Can you tell me a little bit about Dat Pizza
2: Dough? Oh. So you so you've heard about this.
1: I've heard about it. Not everyone else has though. For those of you who don't know, our friend Paul here has apparently gone viral on YouTube. <laughs> okay.
2: Yes. So the backstory. Is that I uh, I was uh, hanging out with a friend of mine, Kyle, and we got some take-and-bake pizzas from Meyer, as we do here. And uh, for some reason thought I was being very original, because Kyle was like, Paul, don't forget about dat pizza. That was when I said, dat pizza, dough," <laughs> And then I laughed really hard at my own joke, <laughs> because I thought it was really funny. You know, and and the the point was that I laughed really ridiculously hard at it. And then later in the night, my friend Kyle was secretly videotaping um, as he was cutting up some pizza. And he said, hey, Paul, dat pizza dough. And I uh, gave the most convincing, loudest, bellowing, long-lasting laughter I could. And he posted it to YouTube and... Little did I know, by the end of the week, it was the top post on uh, the Contagious Laughter subreddit. <laughs> and it, was, it was at 1,500 views and climbing. And uh, someone cross-posted it to YouTube Haiku, um, someone I didn't even know. And uh, it was actually a friend of mine who posted it on Contagious Laughter. And now I'm uh, YouTube stardom, 30, 38,000 views.
1: Oh, wow. Right, right, right now, it's 37,387. Oh, okay. Okay. You are the top uh, result when you search for dat pizza dough, <laughs> <laughs> and there are other entries for dat pizza dough. So,
0: you know, I was worried about not having Joe Piscopo, but you still may be the most famous person we've ever had on this <laughs> podcast.
2: I don't know. I uh, haven't received received a lot of uh, residual stardom. No side traffic to the other videos i've been
0: how many hits do you need before they'll start paying you money there's like a certain amount on youtube where if you get above that they will actually contact you and start paying it's,
1: you yeah it's like a thousand or ten thousand or something like that
0: oh really that's it
1: i think because someone on facebook had posted a comment about it about how they'd hit that number oh crazy That's had been like felt out a little bit like had received a message but interesting don't fact check that because I don't know if that's really true or not. But <clears throat> that's what right. I that's what I think the number was.
2: Yes,
3: no no room for facts on the Gobesky Wallets report, right?
1: <laughs> well, why start now? <laughs> As I recall, we only fact checked one podcast, and it resulted in Doug going Chris Claremont <laughs> like repeatedly. <laughs> Oh, come on. You didn't think that was hilariously terrible? Well, because originally I tried to do it. All right, so behind the scenes, I think of Esky Wallace Report. Originally I tried to do it seamlessly, but your inflections only worked for one of the spots. So there's one spot where your inflection for Chris Claremont uh, works in context where I could just drop it in. And the others, there was no way it was going to work. So I had to go the opposite way and make it incredibly obvious. So, it is actually Doug's voice, it's just way slowed down, and I think I'm an effect on it.
0: <laughs>
1: what uh, what topics do you have for us, Charlie, since I told you to think of topics?
0: Oh, you think that by telling me to think of topics, that means I actually did it?
1: Well, because I didn't ask you, I just said, point blank, think of some good podcast topics, which is a command, so...
0: <laughs> which I respond job. to much better than uh, <laughs> requests. <laughs> So, as you can see, no, I didn't actually come up with anything.
1: You're terrible.
0: <laughs> this is your idea.
1: <laughs>
0: what was my idea?
1: Having a
2: podcast.
0: Oh, having a podcast <laughs> at all, yeah. Can I come up with one idea, having the podcast, and then you come up with all the other ideas?
2: You're like the Merv Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> like <multiple> <laughs> the Gene Roddenberry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All his other ideas were failures, but that one was enough. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, Adam, you are, uh, you are no longer the only person doing a, uh, a toast at my wedding. I think we're up to four now, Wait, which means what? that, okay, so you are definitely going to give a toast at my wedding. You've already stated this. You immediately stated this, I think, upon hearing that you would be in the wedding party.
1: I believe I stated this before I heard that. But oh, yes.
0: yes, probably. <laughs> Hey Charlie, if you ever get married, by the way, well, it just, I'm saying something.
1: At that stage, it was it may have been in the realm of crashing a wedding and then grabbing a microphone away from someone to give a speech. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was gonna happen. So my idea behind. All of the speeches that everything would be limited to a certain number of or certain amount of time. So, the more people who actually agree to give speeches, the less time you get. I'm just warning you right now.
1: You know, that's not going to happen, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. You're not going to listen to me. I think everyone else will, but
1: (laughs) no, he's going to start playing the music, and I'm going to be like, Hey, turn off that damn music. I'm not going to stop until I'm done. I got something
3: to say. You're just going to filibuster Charlie's wedding, huh?
1: That'd be amazing. Yeah. (laughs) You can't Uh, stop him. It's it's in the books. I might have to work that in now, since apparently uh, I'm having, I'm no longer the headliner of the the toasts.
0: (laughs) You can still, oh, that's right. Yeah, my brother stated that uh, he would give, would say something at my wedding, but he wanted to follow Adam. <laughs> because, oh. quote, I'm a headliner. I'm not an opening act. <laughs> but you just got to give him something to, uh, something to live up to, Adam. So
1: oh well, that's you don't
0: want to let him off easy. But anyway, you should come up with different, different speeches that are different amounts of time. Anything going from like, have one that's like long and. With flourishes that's like 15 minutes and then have another one that's like a sentence long. Okay. So if you had to give a wedding toast to me and it was only one sentence long, what would it be?
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Charlie and Kara's Wedding, which is a very lovely place to be. And my name is Adam Gobeski, and I am the person who is giving the toast to you that are listening to me talking about many things, which include how I am going to be filibustering (laughs) this uh, toast so that uh, Casey Wallace can't also talk because... He informed me that he was a headliner, not an opening act, but I'd like to see you headline a show that you can't actually perform at, so it sucks to be you, but anyway, that's all about me. I don't want to confuse you with the facts, and I hope you have a great time, and then I know my friend Charlie Wallace, who I've known since ninth grade, is has been uh, really happy to be married. I've known Kara for a few years now and they've just been really great. And I uh, hope you all will visit (laughs) www.gobeskywallacereport.com.
0: You realize I'm okay with plugs, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I have to tell you this story. Even though you don't know about it yet. So we're right now in what I like to call the birthday interregnum. Oh yes. uh, In that my birthday uh, was this past Monday. Charlie's birthday will be not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. We're exactly two weeks apart. This is the two-week time period in which the number that corresponds to my age is higher than the number that corresponds to Charlie's age. So, at some point, it became sort of a semi-tradition that we send each other gifts. So, I got Charlie something on Amazon. And Amazon has the option where you can put in gift messages. So. I got Charlie two items, and one item it just said, you know, happy birthday, I hope you enjoy this item. And the other one, it said, happy birthday, I also hope you enjoy this item. And then I had extra space, so I wrote www.gobeskiwallisreport.com for all your podcast hilarity needs. Because I figure (laughs) somebody in the Amazon warehouse will see this. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll be like, oh, I'm intrigued. (laughs) (laughs) So did I put a link to our podcast in a gift message in the hope that someone would
0: see it? (laughs) Yes, yes, I did.
2: That is some great (laughs) underground advertising right there.
0: One person at a time. (laughs) You also didn't put my correct name on the the shipping address either, did you? (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, well, you know, so your shipping address goes to C. Ricardo Wallace, but that's so you know it's from me and you don't accidentally open the package and have your birthday surprise.
0: I see. I'm just hoping there's nobody with that name that lives in this area. It's possible there could be a Ricardo (laughs) Wallace
1: that lives on your street in your house number (laughs) with your zip code plus four digits. (laughs) Yeah, it's his
0: parasitic twin. they sometimes I get things in my mailbox that I don't even address to this location and don't have my name on it.
1: Well, that's incompetence.
0: <laughs> well, I've established now that our our mail person is incompetent, so.
1: <laughs> well, all I'm saying is it doesn't matter what name I put on it at that point.
0: All right, fair enough.
1: So, but uh, someone else recently had a birthday.
0: Oh yes,
2: and that's our friend Paul. No, oh, happy birthday. Actually, uh, I believe that. Uh, Is Joe Piscopo June
1: Um. (laughs) seventeenth? Wait, Piscopo's birthday really June (laughs) seventeenth?
2: Yes, he's part of this. (laughs) He's in it. He's inside.
1: (laughs) That's amazing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Maybe we should just do a President's Day thing where we just both celebrate our birthday on Joe Piscopo's birthday.
1: (laughs) <laughs> why did you pick uh june 17th well
2: funny <laughs> you should ask uh anyway yeah no but paul also did have a birthday <laughs> yes for real
0: <laughs> what'd you do for your birthday anything special
2: sang a little karaoke oh. that was fun what'd you sing yeah there was there was do a you remember songs. back to last week <laughs> <laughs> it's tough yeah i sang uh Creep by Radiohead cuz I have to sing that every time oh, sure. I do karaoke. Is um, is that
1: like a that that a youth thing or is that like a everyone wants you to thing?
4: Mm,
2: I think it was just, you know, it's a lot of it's cuz me and uh Kyle, the other half of that pizza dough. He, you know, we uh it's just a thing we do as a duet, so it's, you know, easy. Okay. And good, you know. But also Tony joined us on stage for uh it's that The Lion Sleeps Tonight song. Oh,
0: nice. Tokens. Who did the high part? Or did everybody do the high part?
2: I did the high part. Nice.
0: It was your birthday, after all.
2: <laughs> yeah, you gotta do the high bits It's a rule. <laughs> it's part of birthday law passed down from the <laughs> Joe Piscopo's rulings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Book of Joe. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Yep get a get a good get a good haul for your birthday? Oh. Get some swag. What did I? Get? Maybe a pre-lined get? slot pot bag?
2: <laughs> 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 I wish. Still lined in my own like <laughs> looks like, like a, a savage. <laughs> yeah,
1: Hold man. on before you say that. Can we just pause for a moment and just enjoy the image of actually attempting to do that on a cruise ship?
0: Oh, I have been.
1: <laughs> just walking into the buffet with a bag that you have saran wrap in and you just start spooning things into the bag. <laughs>
0: Excuse me, sir. I paid for this. <laughs> Leave me alone.
2: Ideally, it's something like really hot, too. Like, where you can't touch the bag. It's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> just fill it with soup. <laughs>
0: A <laughs> <bowl of> soup <laughs> and, and
1: ketchup and mayonnaise
2: <laughs> <laughs> and seawater just to get it extra briny.
1: <laughs> well, you want to get that uh, that ocean flavor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tastes like the beach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, continue about your birthday swag.
2: There wasn't really uh, anything particularly super exciting. You know, got some clothes some deep flip-flops, and, uh... Oh, I got a Star Wars t-shirt from my eight-year-old niece. She picked it out. Oh, nice. So I thought that was really cute.
1: What, like, what's it look like?
2: Um, it's pretty much, like, it's like a... It's like a vintage kind of look, as far as, like, the the style of the print. Sure. Um, But it's the... You know, just the original one of the one of the nineteen seventy seven movie posters, it kind of looks like. You know, just that style. Gotcha. Cool. So yeah, that'll be fun.
0: Well, and Charlie, go. what'd
2: you get for your birthday?
0: I have received nothing yet.
2: Hooray. I know I know something's coming.
0: <laughs>
2: At least one gift. It's all going to Ricardo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. See, Ricardo Wallace? I've been delivering all these Charlie Wallace packages to the wrong address. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, how early did you start getting uh, wedding presents for your wedding, Adam?
1: Uh, not counting Amber, who was a special case. Okay. Uh, Because <clears throat> she basically stopped by, like, the July before the wedding, something like that. And was like, we can't be at the wedding, but here's your gift. It's a whole bunch of food from Austin, Texas, like authentic Texan food, which was cool. Failing that, uh, I would say that we probably started getting gifts. Uh, I'm going to say that I have no idea because they went to Brienne, not me. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Brianne! <laughs> when did we start getting uh, wedding gifts? I have no idea. What? Charlie wants to know when we started getting wedding gifts. Uh, Probably after we sent out the invitations.
0: Okay.
3: People started saying, no, sorry, we can't come, and
4: here's money.
0: Ah, okay. See, that makes sense, but we ended up getting one... Almost immediately upon having sent out the save the date to someone who will be at the wedding. Well, they want to get it out of the way. Yeah. And decided to come and drop it off in person. And we hadn't put up where we were registered yet. So she had to look through websites until she found... She must have had to look through websites until she found one that we were registered at. Why? I don't know.
1: Like, why do you think she just didn't buy a random thing?
0: Because it was something that was on our registry that we hadn't posted yet.
1: So how do you know that? She didn't just coincidentally find you something.
0: So if you look at the registry, it says what things have already been bought for you. So it's possible that a second person bought the exact same things that she did for us.
1: See, you don't know.
0: You're right. I'm making assumptions.
1: You know what happens when you make assumptions. Um, Closer to the truth. (laughs) (laughs) One way or another.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's better than walking around with no ideas at all. (laughs)
1: So
3: Doug, what did you get for your birthday? I seem to recall getting uh Wing Commander on Blu-ray from you. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Some other stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that good of all, huh?
1: <laughs> well, oh, to be oh. fair to, to to Doug, it has been six months and one day. Five <laughs> months and a day. You, you're not good at that. That's why I teach it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, I, oh, I remember, I got uh, some ceramic knives, which I gotta say, pretty dang sweet. I can actually cook chicken now, because you can actually, like, cut it up with a ceramic knife. The only thing is, I'm just always afraid that I'm gonna, like, accidentally drop it and chop my leg off. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a lightsaber.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Except it wouldn't cauterize the wound.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If we were living in the future where there were lightsabers. I wouldn't be dying right now.
1: <laughs>
0: I wouldn't be bleeding out. So you just didn't eat chicken at all before?
1: Pretty much I
3: just, you know, took the chicken breast, threw it in a pan, and baked it. Oh. And I was like, this is all I can manage.
1: I, I can't
3: I can't cut it up. Like, there's no way to trim that thing with, with just my regular stainless steel knife.
1: Well, I thought maybe you just, like, tore it with your fingers the fat to put in your slop pot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're making it for yourself. Who cares, right? Forget about presentation. Just rip it apart.
3: I mean, to be fair, that's the exact uh, philosophy that got me to the, eh, just toss it in a foil lined pan and bake it for an hour or half an hour or whatever. It's kind of unappetizing at the end of that.
2: Ah,
1: just,
3: Just all the fat just like oozing and congealing out of it.
1: They don't have like a little rack that you could put it on so it oozed away. Nope.
3: Uh, That'd require me to own things.
1: Well, you could make one
3: out of out of foil.
2: Are you talking about a, a whole bird at once?
3: No, much much too lazy for that. Just frozen chicken breasts.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, okay.
0: Well, I think we've discussed everyone's birthday and the things that they've gotten for their birthday, right? I think we're Just through about. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam. Uh, what did you get for your birthday?
1: Oh, I got stuff. Okay. <laughs> you got any junk, too? Uh, a little bit of junk.
0: Maybe stuff that'll turn into junk, eventually.
1: Yeah, stuff that might turn into junk. Some guff. <laughs> got a little bit of guff. No, uh, I got a bunch of <clears throat> stuff. I like how that sentence started out like I was going to be more informative, and then it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of books this year. Uh, a lot of... Uh, graphic novely things like i got the first judge dread book which is uh kind of interesting although it's you can tell it's the first so <laughs> there's a lot of just like weird violent tales uh but uh no it's all right i got a couple blu-rays i got interstellar on blu-ray brianne got me a card game called boss monster which is uh basically you are the boss in an 8-bit game, and you have to create a dungeon that will kill heroes before they can get to you and kill you. And then you're competing with other bosses to kill more heroes faster, like to be the first to kill the most heroes.
0: Yeah, I've seen that one. The, uh, the artwork looks pretty cool for it.
1: Yeah, it's all it's designed to sort of look like uh, 8-bit video games. And the, the box looks like an old style Nintendo NES cartridge where it's got like the The black, uh, you know, background, and then it's got, like, the little cutout with the graphics on it, and it's got the little seal that tells you, like, about the game. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, And then I got uh, three comic books from my brother-in-law and his wife. Two are Green Lantern comic books, and one's a Green Arrow comic book. And they're interesting because the Green Lantern book is signed by the writer, Jeff Johns. And the Green Arrow book is signed by the artist, Phil uh, Hetzler.
4: Hmm, cool. <laughs>
1: and, and then Charlie got me a physical copy of the double fine adventure game Broken Age, which was really cool.
0: Which I still haven't played that one. I'm interested to...
1: Yeah, I started, try that uh, one out sometime. started a little bit. And uh, so far, so good. Very uh, Very artistic... Hmm. So pro- I'm not that far. I'm probably like maybe 30 minutes in. but
0: And that came out in two halves or something, right?
1: Yeah, they did an act one and then an act two. But uh, the, the disc is both together. Oh, OK. I hope.
0: <laughs> I hope so, too.
1: <laughs> Please send us $40 for the second half of your video.
4: <laughs>
1: so, yeah, that's what I got. So I think that concludes the traditional recounting of the swag that we do on this podcast.
0: (laughs) You know what we're going to do next year? June 17th, we're going to do a birthday podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The official recounting of the gifts.
2: I know, I keep trying to find what Joe Piscopo got for his birthday this year, but I can't. It's not available on the internet.
1: (laughs) What did Joe Piscopo get for his birthday?
0: That sounds like a great setup for a joke. (laughs)
1: yeah not not really getting much apparently on uh, his 60th birthday four years ago i don't know what he got because the article won't load fast enough (laughs) but it's on star
2: trek.com so that should tell you something it's funny (laughs) i was i was already on that this very site
0: (laughs) (laughs) what would joe piscopo want the star trek related
1: well he did uh he did an episode of next generation oh did he Yeah, he was the holodeck comedian trying to teach Data how to be funny. (laughs) Why do you think I know Joe Piscopo, uh, Charlie? (laughs) You're
0: not a fan of uh, 80s SNL?
1: (laughs) Not as much as I'm a fan of 80s Star Trek. I see. So yeah, uh, so I assume therefore that on Joe Piscopo's 64th birthday,
2: he got a lot of love and a lot of laughs.
0: <laughs> I think it's safe. Yeah, to say.
2: it's, you know, he's got a child at every exit in New Jersey, so <laughs> he's going to stay at his Jersey house, and his mother will probably make him some lasagna. so
1: <laughs>
2: At least according to Star Trek.com.
1: <laughs> so, Doug, how would you like to participate in our latest segment? Uh, <laughs> maybe? All right. Paul, give me a noun. Sword, sword. All right, <laughs> Charlie, give me a word.
0: Uh, soup.
1: All right, Doug, welcome to create that conspiracy. <laughs> what? You need to give us a conspiracy, crazy conspiracy theory involving swords and soup. <laughs> um. We'll give you a minute to think about it. We can set it out. Any dead space. Oh, thank goodness.
0: That's true. We can also have another conversation while he's thinking about it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) We'll just come up with more nouns. (laughs) Oh, you have an answer? Um, It has to involve... uh... (laughs) Now you have to incorporate a (laughs) mailbox.
0: (laughs) I'm glad that wasn't the segment, by the way. Name a noun. Good job. (laughs) Name that noun. (laughs) Doug, how would you rate that noun? On a scale of 1 to 10.
3: Well, you know, as, as you may be aware, shark fin soup is uh, incredibly delicious, but you know, there's only so many sharks out there. So it turns out that uh, most of what you think is shark fin soup, it's actually swordfish soup. Ooh.
1: Well, Charlie, rate that conspiracy.
0: I say that that's surprisingly believable. It's almost... Not crazy enough sounding that you know it's a conspiracy to begin with, like. So for conspiracies, isn't it generally like people are are plotting rather than just something that happens?
1: Well, but the plot is to sell you knockoff shark tail in soup.
0: Uh, on a scale of zero to Joe Piscopo, um, right. <laughs> I'm going to give that a seven. So it doesn't doesn't quite hold my interest like a crazy conspiracy theory would, but it also has a large amount of believability to it. If somebody wrote an article about that, I would believe it.
1: Paul, it's up to you to up that ante. Make that conspiracy crazier. (laughs) The same conspiracy, or it's just a new one with the same words? Well, we can have a discussion about that, but I think it should be the same conspiracy.
3: (laughs) Okay, because I have an alternative one.
1: Well, I guess we can let Paul decide which one oh. he'd
3: rather do. Uh, let's let, let's
2: hear the alternative.
3: Uh, it's pretty much just that uh, Chef Boyardee soup. Actually, just uh, it's the disposal path for uh, noted killer Chef Boyardee to dispose of his sword victims. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> pretty crazy. <laughs> I don't like that conspiracy as much as the first one, but it does give you some extra crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> just imagining like the Chef Boyardee logo and just, just outside of what you can see, he's he's brandishing two swords.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think on a scale of uh, zero to Piscopo for craziness, I'm going to give that one a Michelle Bachman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right up there, yeah.
1: But Paul, you got to make the other one crazier.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, so actually, that consp- the conspiracy that shark fin soup is actually swordfish soup—was leaked by the studio behind the movie Swordfish to up its ticket sales um, opening weekend. That's actually the real, the real purpose behind that. You know, it, it's, it it ties in with with uh, you know. I I think ultimately the money for that came from Scientology funneled through John Travolta
3: hmm.
2: to garner ticket sales. All right. So is this is
3: this one of those conspiracies that have taken on a life of its own? Like it was just just a marketing prank to begin with, and now people are doing it in the real world, just out in the wild, really doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: Well, so let me interject here. Let me attempt to make. To also play this game, let me make this conspiracy crazier. So, it is true that back when Swordfish came out, they came up with this marketing campaign to replace shark fin soup with swordfish soup. But not let anyone know that it was actually swordfish soup, thus negating the uh, effects of their campaign. But, here's why. Because it turns out there are no sharks left in the ocean. But they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that. So that's why they've been marketing swordfish soup as shark fin soup. So that you don't know that all the sharks are gone. Because the sharks have all been taken out of the ocean. And put into secret government labs where they are being trained to kill you in giant tornadoes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that makes sense. And then they bring out the movie Sharknado and made it so ridiculous that no one would actually believe that it would ever happen. It's right in front of us.
1: <laughs> and so that was create that conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Good job. Well, I could I could see that going for a a long time. You could you could pile on a dozen. <laughs> There's so layers on those conspiracies.
1: It's... Yeah, I mean, I guess we uh, didn't quite get to the Illuminati, but I think we were heading that direction. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the secret New World Order,
2: the wrestling, I mean, not the not the actual. New oh World. yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's getting back together. They just don't want you to know yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're not ready for you to find out.
0: <laughs> well, I know Adam. There was. One more thing you had mentioned via text, but I didn't understand it. Yeah. Which was... Looking at the texts. This is what I
1: sent you, was just a monologue of looking at texts.
0: Yep. I can understand
1: why you didn't recognize that.
0: Also, podcast topic, colon, New Horizons and Rosetta slash Philae. I don't know what any of that means. Really? Yeah. I should be enlightened, I guess.
1: Okay, so uh, in less than a month, the space probe New Horizons will make its closest approach to Pluto.
0: Oh. That was vaguely familiar.
1: Is everyone excited about that? Like, we'll get to see pictures of Pluto. Up close. Yeah. And then Rosetta Philae's the uh, the comet uh, probe it- where uh, the lander Philae bounced into, like, a, a dark place so it couldn't get solar power but it just woke up uh, like last week so it's been starting to short bursts back to earth to the ESA so that was it but if you don't know anything about it it's, I guess it's not
0: <laughs> oh yeah I was just thinking is that some like weird like speaking of Scientology like Scientology like cult new horizons that's what it kind of sounds like <laughs> to me
1: well it's NASA
0: yeah I, I was making up all sorts of my things in my head that this could have possibly been
1: Rather than just do a Google search.
0: Oh yeah, no, I can't do that. I mean you texted it to me on my phone. <laughs> how would one do that?
1: <laughs> okay, Google. New horizons and Rosetta slash Philae. Uh first hit is about planet Pluto coming into view, so it would have worked. That's how you do it.
0: Proven <laughs> with and then I'm just lazy.
1: To be fair, when I said feel when I said feel, a, it came up with feel A.
0: feel a what
1: no feel some A (laughs) feel A so what's the weather like in your respective time zones cause here it's really hot
2: how hot is it
1: well like I said to Brienne today it's f***ing hot but then I corrected myself and said that's not true it's too hot to f*** (laughs) (laughs) That's right taking back the bleepin crown from Tony Huff <laughs> <laughs> Now it's been like uh, in the 110s all the basically all this past oh. week
3: What the what
1: Fahrenheit not Celsius Celsius we'd be in trouble
3: but I've literally never been in weather that hot
1: Well it was sort of weird because in a way I've sort of acclimatized to Arizona. Where I'm just like, oh, I don't remember what it was like to be here, like visiting and stuff. And then that weather started and I walked outside and was like, yep, that's what I remember about <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> it's just walking out into this intense dry heat. But the other problem is that they've been like painting the outs exteriors of the apartment building we live in for like the past few weeks. They told us they we were going to start painting on a Friday and they were going to keep painting for the next week. Except that Friday, it rained for, like, the first time ever, so they couldn't paint. And then the Monday, it rained, so they couldn't paint. Meanwhile, we have our tree that's out on the patio normally, shoved in a, in the patio closet so that they can paint slowly dying. Mm. It's like, oh, good work, guys. That's my story. <laughs> How's your guys' weather? Is it that hot there?
0: No. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's, it's humid. Slightly, slightly uncomfortable, humid, but like I'm sure it's paradise compared to you right now. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I just live in air conditioning all
0: day. <laughs> That's true. Human beings don't have to worry about that anymore. At least not on this side of the world.
1: There were there were literally multiple days where I uh, didn't go outside. <laughs> wow. And then eventually, at some point, I was like, oh, I should probably go to the gym at least. <laughs> Quickly regretted that decision because if it's 113. Outside, you can only imagine what it's like when you get into your car. Oh. Then I'd go to the gym. I'd work out for about a half an hour, and I'd be like, "Uh, I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat seven donuts."
4: <laughs> you earned it. <laughs> it's a great way to beat
1: the heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, digesting food makes you cool off faster, right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, especially donuts. It's, like, <laughs> <unique> properties.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's
3: like uh, hot tea or something. You know, it's they got to be fresh out of the oven donuts, really
1: hot. Well, yeah, that's why you just kind of you sit in the parking lot outside Krispy Kreme until they turn the sign on. <laughs> <laughs> How's uh, Idaho's weather?
3: Oh, it's been okay. Hasn't been terribly hot. Just you know, a little bit warm. Has, has, we're not yet into the days where uh, I get home and you know have to just take my pants off because of the heat. I I don't have air conditioning, so
1: you haven't got to the point where you're just sitting naked in front of a fan.
2: <laughs> so the just coming just off taking pants, <laughs> <laughs> just pants. <laughs> keep the keep the work shirt on. <laughs>
0: they should have that on the. Uh the weather report on tv just like instead of like sunny or like a blazing sun then they just have a guy in different states of undress and like the worst is like just underwear and like a fan blowing over this like gigantic guy sitting in a chair
3: (laughs) (laughs) so not not that hot just been running a lot of fans recently that's that's about it it's Pretty much stopped over the last week, but uh, we had a stretch there of like a month where it just kept raining and raining just about every day, which is unusual because I live in the desert part of Idaho. So it's still a desert, so it's still like you wouldn't know that it had rained unless you went outside while it's raining or you know, less than an hour later, because if it's two hours,
1: eh, it's all dried up. Guys, got a lot of mosquitoes then? Or?
3: I don't think I've seen a mosquito yet. I'm pretty sure that they spray chemicals for them.
1: Ah, it's, it's, like, best, it's best to try and kill off the lower parts of the food chain.
2: Take it straight to the source.
0: <laughs> well, that was the Gobesky weather report. <laughs> <laughs> You're replaced with
1: weather now? I <laughs> think you need to be more exciting. You need to up your game. You're getting beaten out by weather. I mean, chocolate, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> any closing remarks from anyone before we uh depart to go celebrate uh joe piscopo's birthday we have to observe it after the fact but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now we know we learned <laughs> oh uh actually paul i have a serious question for you yes does japanese read right to left
2: um only if it's written vertically the vertical lines go from right to left But if it's written horizontally, it reads left to right, like an English sentence.
1: I guess I just wondered why manga goes the opposite direction from Western books.
2: Pages turn the other way. Right. And all the bubbles read the other way. And vertical text is read top to bottom, right to left. But if it's written just like in a more, if it's written like in, you know, horizontal paragraphs, it it reads normally. But the pages always flip the other way.
1: Okay, and it was just something I was wondering about the other day, because Brian bought a couple manga books and got me wondering.
2: I think the horizontal writing is one of those things that isn't, as far as like writing goes, it's you know relatively new, so it was probably following after you know the, I don't know,
1: tradition or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I've been. Uh, I I now know I've been going through my this website, Wanikani. I know like tons of kanji and vocab now, actually. So, but no syntax. No, no I, I haven't gotten to the point where I feel like cracking a grammar book yet. figure it'll be easier once I know a little vocab, right <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, you're, you're just' <laughs> like I, you're, you're literally at the stage of that guy who bought an English dictionary. Yeah, but has no idea how to put all the words together.
2: <laughs> but I, but I know that I'm learning important words. I just don't know how to conjugate the verbs or anything like
1: that.
2: <laughs> right. So you're just you're or so you're, oh, you're,
1: <laughs> you're like at me to read book.
2: Yeah. Okay. Pretty, pretty much like just pull a jumble of of nouns, verbs, adjectives together, and then probably make them relate in the wrong way in your mind for hilarious misunderstandings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you two for being here today. Uh, Well, you three actually. Three? Thank you. Well, there's Paul and Doug and Joe.
1: Oh, I didn't know if you were thanking me or not.
0: <laughs> no. Of course not. <laughs> Just our guests. Well, I guess for another edition of the Go Back to Wallace Report, my name. <laughs> You're not is... going to
1: let him respond and say thank you. Oh, well, I,
0: I gave him a, several seconds.
2: Beyond the, uh...
0: I guess no thank yous coming. Well, uh, we'll see if you guys get invited <laughs> yes. back
2: on again.
1: <laughs> is this another oh. one that your mom can't listen to, Charlie?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. she's given up. She <laughs> think she gave up. Oh, a a
1: podcast around on you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Eat because of the podcast.
1: <laughs> this is what you do in your spare time. <laughs>
0: uh. Why did not even bother to raise you?
1: <laughs> Clearly it did nothing.
3: <laughs> well, thanks for having me. It's
1: uh, It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. It was great. All right. Paul, go ahead and whistle us out.
0: No, wait. Anyway, go ahead and whistle us out as Joe Piscopo.
1: Oh, ooh. Wait, you want him to whistle it out as Joe Piscopo?
0: Sorry, I want Joe Piscopo to whistle us out.
1: You want Joe Piscopo to whistle us out?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Why don't you sing a song about it? When a problem
2: comes wrong, sing a song about it. When I'm on the podcast, I have to sing a song about it. In the middle of a sentence, sing a song about it. Sing a song about it.
0: Sing a song about it. There we go no okay um here we are on the podcast again very special thanks to our guests paul and doug and joe piscopo And so on.
1: <laughs> that was very nice, but it's not a song about wanting Joe Piscopo to whistle. A it has to be a song
0: about wanting Joe Piscopo. to wh- Okay, all right, hold on, but not about Joe Piscopo whistling. Okay. Hmm. There was a man. His name was Joe, and he would go around whistling all day and all the night. And I wanted nothing more than to hear him go like this. There. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I almost got through the whole thing without having to do that.
1: If you hadn't brought up Joe Piscopo whistling, I wouldn't have thought about it. (laughs) It's
0: like why do you keep repeating that, Adam?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe you haven't cottoned onto that by now.
0: (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you guys should come on more often. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I like sure. the of the show where we made up new segments and then forced the guests to participate <laughs> in the segments. <laughs> better than me having to, to participate in the segments for sure as a brand new
1: guest on the on the well I guess not a brand new guest but as a fairly new guest on the report do this segment you've never heard of. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can check out our website at www.gobeskywallacereport.com
0: Or check us out on Twitter at GWReport.
1: And you can follow us on Facebook, just like the Gobesky Wallace Report.
0: Yeah, and keep listening to episodes, because we enjoy making them, and we're hoping somebody's listening. Well, I'm listening. That'll have to be good enough.
2: Oh, I also learned the, uh, I was th- thought it was interesting, the word for, and I think it's somewhat of a slang, but not that, not that gruff of a slang. As long as we're keeping on the uh, ABC. <laughs> <laughs> the word for uh, testicles is written with the kanji for gold and ball. Tama <laughs> so there, your, your gold, gold balls are your <laughs> testicle. And actually, right. apparently, they used to use the skin of uh, Tanuki, including the scrotum, to pound down gold leaf. They would cover their, uh, the gold with the uh, the stretchy skin of the Tanuki and uh, pound, pound it down into gold leaf. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, also, there's some elements of folklore that Tanukis have really large, stretchy scrotums um, <laughs> as much. One- you know, <laughs> being used as sails for boats and things like that. Oh. <laughs>
1: I sense a story that's going to go into a tag show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, that won't go in the main.
0: <laughs> no, it just doesn't fit in contextually. Feel
2: like
0: be <laughs> picked up and dropped
2: anywhere.
1: <laughs> so let me tell you guys about Tanuki scrotums. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I googled Tanuki scrotum and like went away and did something for a while and came back and realized that it was just sitting there in my search box. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, good thing I didn't screen cap something for school. <laughs> <laughs> it was an honor to be here and uh, share my knowledge about Tanuki's with. <laughs> Your scrotisserie delights.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Scrot- <laughs> This is the worst deli ever.
2: (laughs) Welcome to Kenny Rogers' Grotisserie Chicken.